0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, where Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing?
2: Hey, what's up, man? How's it going?
1: I'm doing okay, man. I'm i I'm 50-50, man. On one hand, I'm happy the Mets just pull off this big blockbuster trade, Javi Baez, and they paid dividends for tonight's walk-off win that just happened literally just like five minutes ago as I'm speaking to you right now. And on the other hand, WWE, man, letting a talent like Bray Wyatt go, man. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to get into it. Believe me, I'm going to talk about this Bray Wyatt release. But you know how we do on this show. Um, again, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you all for listening and checking out this show, uh, Sportsman Legend. And um, on today's show, you know, we're going to talk about the MLB trading deadline, the NBA draft night, and and moves, which include Westbrook going to La La Land to pair up with LeBron and um, AD to form the new big three me if you haven't heard that line before, and, you know, we're going to talk about all the other major stuff that's going on in the world of sports and entertainment and everything else, but the most important thing is um, if you guys would like to share your thoughts on any of these topics and more, please feel free to call us at um, 563-999-3529. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So again, thank you ladies and gentlemen for for tuning in. Let's let's just get right into it. And uh yeah man, um Friday, Friday afternoon, MLB trading deadline. This man, this was the might might have been the craziest trading deadline of ever because um, you know there was no non there was no waiver trade deadline in August anymore. You know, we're, July July um July 30th was the the trade deadline on Friday, and they had to. There was a lot of teams that were buyers. You know, normally you know teams you know they have their come to Jesus moment and they decide. Okay, are we really gonna do? We really seriously have a run. At you know at at you know trying to win a championship, and a lot of teams said yes, but some teams like the nationals and the cubs they looked they looked at the they you know they looked at themselves squarely in the in the mirror i mean they they kind of had their head down, but then they they came to the realization that you know they weren't going to win a title this year, so nationals and the cubs two teams. They have won a title in recent history, the Cubs in 2016, F- first ever title since 1908. Then you got the Nationals, the first ever title in their franchise history. If you want to, uh, if you want to count um, whatever, because um, they were they were another, I think they were another franchise before that. I mean, obviously before the Expos. I mean, some people think. You know, uh, you know, might have another franchise might have been it or something like that. But I mean, to me, I, I think of the Nationals and the Exos are two separate entities. But I think they were saying like it, there might have been another franchise even before it. I'd have to research it just to make sure. But, you know, this is the first title in, in Nationals history, no doubt about that. And um, I mean, they shouldn't, I mean, you know, you, you would think, you know, they, they they have a lot of talented guys. I mean, you knew they, they were going to get rid of Serger because, you know, he's in his walk year. But, man, did they have to give up Trey Turner? I mean, that guy, that guy is good, man. You have one more year under control with him. But, you know, I, the prospects that they were getting from Dodgers, I mean, they couldn't resist. So they had to give up on a talent like Trey Turner. And Dodgers, you know, like the same goes, the rich keeps getting richer and the poor keeps getting poorer. And the Dodgers, that you know, they've been trying to climb up, climb up the mountaintop for so many years. They finally reached it last year, and they're they're doing everything in their power to keep everybody away. You know, um, the Padres, um, they they got um, Adam Frazier not too long ago. Um, the Giants, they got Chris Bryant, who was my target for the Mets, you know, ever since the offseason. So, you know, me personally, I'm a little bummed that he's not in a Met uniform. You know, I envisioned him playing third. You know, he was a natural third baseman. You know, he would, you know, Gold Glover, won the title, you know, with the Cubs. And, you know, I, I was, you know, envisioning he, he would be a Met. Him, Kimbrel, would have been a Met. But Kimball got traded across town to the White Sox, um, and uh, Bryant got traded to the Giants. But you know the Mets—they you know they didn't get, in my opinion, they didn't get Bryant, but they got a, a very great player, one of the greatest players in Cubs history as well, in Javier Baez. You know, you know the guy—he he's a thirty thirty guy. Um, he, he he leads the league in strikeouts. Uh, he's not a, you know, he, he only has like what, 15 walks in the season. So that makes him an anti-met in that, that regard. But I mean, this guy is an exciting player. Um, and, you know, he, he's perfect for New York. He's battle tested in, in, in uh, Chicago, got the title, very good friends with Lindor ever since, uh, you know, they were, they were in Puerto Rico playing in Puerto Rico together. And uh, Lindor, you know he, you know he lobbied for the Mets to to go after his friend, and um, you know it, it it fits. You know Bryant, obviously, you needed that national that that natural third base person playing third base. But with uh, Baez, I mean, you have you have arguably when Lindor gets healthy, you have the best one two combo up the middle. In history, uh, well, uh, one of them in history, I should say. You know, you might, it might even be up there with Vizquel and, and Alomar. You know, who knows? I mean, th- those two guys, you got, you got a, you got a guy in Baez who, you know, who plays short, who some people will say, even though he's a gold glover, you know, he's a natural second baseman. And, you know, until Lindor comes back, he's going to play, he's going to play, um, short. So, I mean, in that regard, you know, it's a, You know, it's a a great move. You know, the Mets, thank God the Mets did not just stand pack. There could have been other moves they could have gotten, you know, would have been great if they could have gotten, you know, if they there was rumors that maybe they were going after uh, Byron Buxton and Kenta Maeda from the Twins. That didn't go through, of course. Uh, Kimbrell would have been a guy I would have loved to be part of this trade instead of Trevor Williams. He's a journeyman pitcher. He's going to be in AAA, A, give us an extra arm, you know, in, you know, in AAA A to use with, with the with the Mets starting rotation, you know, um, basically an IL most of them, including the Grom, who unfortunately had a setback, so he's going to be gone for another. Two, he's going to be shut down for two weeks, so he's he's not going to come back until what September or so, or late late August or so. So. It's messed up, you know. Um, but you know, I do love the bias trade. I wish, I wish, Kimber would have been there, someone to really solve the Mets' pitching pitching role woes, you know, with the injuries, injury wise, you know. But you know, it is what it is. And then, of course, on the Yankees, the Yankees, man, they. they you know, they, they went big as well as, you know, the Yankees do. Or should I say the Yankees went normal because I mean the Yankees historically always go big. You know, so Yankees are back to back to business. You know, they got Rizzo, they got Gallo. And, you know, away they go. You know. And um yeah, I mean, what what's your what's your thoughts? on both, you know, the, the big moves that both New York teams made?
2: Well, uh, you know, the Yankees, they needed some lefty bats in that lineup, especially if they haven't gotten much, you know, from Gardner. Aaron Hicks has been, you know, hasn't played for much of the year. Um, uh, Fra- Clint Frazier, he's injured. So, they, you know, they needed some bats, you know, for left field. And for first base, because Boyd, you know, he's been injured, you know, this season. So they they went out and got, got Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, which I thought was great. Because I, I, I didn't even envision those guys being on the Yankees or the Yankees even, you know, try to trade for them. The Yankees managed to pull a bunny out of the Magic Hat and get these guys and add them to the lineup. And Anthony Rizzo, in his first two days as a Yankee hits back-to-back home runs Mm -hmm. and I think he's like four or four or five or five or six something like that you know in his debut so far so he's been helping out the Yankees and the Yankees have our 2-0 with him in the lineup and with uh, Gallo in the lineup as well so I thought it it was a great trade Yankees didn't have to give up any of their top 10 prospects you know to make these deals happen and Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was a uh, much needed, much much needed ad- addition to the lineup. You know, as much as uh, people have been bashing Brian Cashman this year, saying that he might need to go because he failed to make some moves in these last recent years, uh, he managed to get these two guys on the trade market. You got to give it up to him. And for the Mets, uh, I thought it was a good move for for you guys as well. But you know, there's. Again, there's going to be some controversy there because you got Lindor playing shortstop. Then you got another shortstop. So, or do you have Baez play second, Lindor shortstop? I mean, I don't know how that's going to go, how that's going to play out going forward. But uh, I guess the Mets will just have to, you know, settle that well, you know, as we uh, move forward here. But I thought it was, I thought both teams, you know, had a good, trade deadline, more so the Yankees, you know, because we did have, add those two lefty power bats in the lineup. So we'll see if that could catapult the Yankees, you know, to a top wall card spot. And also, uh, the Mets, you know, bias may help them secure that, you know, National League East division title. So we shall see. But it was a good trade deadline for both uh, New York teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um you know, the Yankees they need that big those big bats. Um, you know, so they could you know, so they could um improve the the, the team's offense. You yeah. know, um and like you said, Rizzo he's he's been the X factor these past couple of games, homering in both games, you know. Right. Yep. So I mean it was a big big move for them for sure. I mean, you know, ideally you'd that you'd love the Yankees to get some more pitching. As well, but I mean, they did make a trade with the Angels to get on uh, what Hanley, but you know, Burrios, you know, they're, they're you know, he went the guy who I wanted the Mets to get in the starting rotation, he went to Toronto, so the, you know, the Toronto's um rotation gets stronger there. Um, who did Bo- didn't Boston get somebody too?
2: Yeah, Kyle okay. a Char Kyle, uh. Schwarber.
1: Oh yeah, Schwarber, right, yes. Yeah. That's the guy who I thought the Yankees were gonna were gonna get in the trading then to be honest with you. But you know, Yankees, you know, they got Gallo and um Rizzo and you know, especially Rizzo. Rizzo has been the difference. Yeah. Uh on the Mets side, um yeah, I mean the bias trade worked out too. I mean Baez, you know, he, he hit his um twenty third home run. In the sixth, off Miley, to cut the 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 Reds' lead to four to three, and if VR didn't get picked off for the fourth time of the season, Baez' home run would have tied the game. You know the Mets. You know Rich Hill. He didn't pitch well. He only went four innings, gave up four runs. Um, he gave up a home run. It was a a 3 on home run. I can't remember the, who he, who. He, oh yeah, Eunice Torres. He gave up a three run home run to him um in the fourth inning. Um uh what was I gonna say? Then you know, VR got picked off um what was it in the what inning was that? Se- seventh maybe? I'm trying to remember what inning that was. No, it was a sixth actually. Yeah, he hit he he hit a two run home run. It would have been a three run home run if VR didn't get picked off. And um yeah and then we you know then um, Dom Smith in the bottom of that ninth, down to the last strike. You know he hits. Uh, you know. Uh, you know RBI hit to um, to um, score. You know to score the tying run. And then you know um, Diaz comes in in a non safe situation. Um, you know, but he. You know he he um, he got you know, he got out of the the inning, you know, and then afterwards, Drury, he hits, uh, you know, the walk-off single to score Pilar, who was the free runner, because of this stupid extra inning rule, where you have automatic runners, you know, but hey, I mean, today, it worked out, today, so yeah, Drury, he's now hitting 11 for 15, since he got called up from AAA, so... Man, he's been a big part of the the um the bench mob. Him, Pilar, uh, Vr. You know, there's been a you know a lot of guys off the bench has been doing their thing. And you know, Diaz, man, he got he got a curtain call from the Mets. You know, you know, getting his uh, two run home run. You know, which like I said, would have should have been a three run home run if Vr wouldn't stop getting picked off. All the time this season, like I'm, I was shocked when I found I was only four times Because I could have sworn he got picked off eight times This year, because it seems like Every time he's on base, he always gets picked off It's like, it's ridiculous Like this guy, he never learned I mean, I like VR, he's been good on this team You know He's had some clutch hits, but him getting picked off He gets picked off way too much Way too much and fortunately for us, it didn't kill us. It was this close to us. We were one strike away from, from that decision killing us. But, you know, thank God we were able to um, bounce back and, and get this W and snap our two-game losing streak. So, yeah, there, there you go. The the Mets, the Mets are winning. You know, I should have said they finally, they snapped their two-game winning streak. They're, they are, they They put in the books. They got a W now the Yankees, you know, they're chugging along as usual. And uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you posted on what's going on with with our two favorite baseball teams uh as the season progresses. Things gears um the um NBA draft. And uh, you know, the big news out of the NBA draft um was uh Russell Westbrook getting traded to um to LA to be with the Lakers and you know basically before this deal went down LeBron was you know talking talking to AD and um and Westbrook you know to set this um make put this deal into motion and yeah that's basically what happened you know reportedly um uh um Westbrook you know he, you know he's. Um, I think he said he's going to defer the ball to LeBron and um, AD is going to play center. So you know, so they can, uh, you know, sh- share the ball and and have some synergy with each other. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on this move?
2: I was shocked when it happened. You know, I was shocked to find out that Westbrook was traded to L.A. I would Mm -hmm. not have seen that coming, but now that it's happened, you know, that's... They're going to have their big three, of LeBron, Westbrook, and A.D., and the question is, can all three of these guys stay healthy, like the Brooklyn big three? Mm Because we saw last year, you know, with Brooklyn, you know, those guys couldn't play, you know, a full game together at all last season because they couldn't stay healthy. So, hopefully... It'll be the opposite with L.A., and, you know, if these guys are able to stay healthy, then, you know, on paper, they should win the championship, no question. You know, you got the best player on the planet in LeBron, you got one of the ball handlers in Westbrook, and you got a versatile big man in Anthony Davis. I mean, they got a team that could win the championship next year, so... You know, we'll see. You could have a Nets versus Lakers NBA Finals Uh next year. But it's a good trade for the Lakers. You know, they managed to pull it off, you know. And for the Nets, I hear Christoph Porzingis might be traded to the Nets. They'll have a big four.
1: Uh I would be surprised about that.
2: So a lot of uh, big trades happening right now.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I and mean, they'll get they'll get they'll get uh, Shaq and and Phil Jackson are retirement too. <laughs> With another title probably yep. at this rate. My goodness. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I, I was surprised by my surprise. You know, what I mean, I thought they were going after like Chris Paul, like the rumor the rumor was you know or even Damian Lillard I I was surprised that I was more so so surprised that Wizards gave up on him after one year you know that's what I'm more surprised at I am not surprised that the Lakers got him I'm just more I'm more surprised that the, the Wizards gave up on him after they made that big trade to well, get Well same, same thing
2: for Houston Houston gave up on him after one yeah. year as well
1: Well yeah I know uh, yeah I know that I know that for sure but I didn't think it was gonna happen. Lightning was gonna strike twice in back to back off seasons like this. Or I guess you could even say back to back to back. Yeah. Because he's on three different teams in three years. So I mean, yeah, great player, triple double machine. I guess people question his, you know, his how much he wants to win and share the ball. And that's weird from a guy who who averaged a triple double, at least ten assists a game. So but yeah, let's see. Let's see if he'll make the adjustment like Earl the Pearl Monroe did when he came to the seventy three Knicks team. Won the title, you know, sacrificed his scoring, you know, and got a ring. So well, you know, he should have a much easier time winning the title than Earl the Pearl Monroe did. So,
2: Yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, what what did you think about what did you think about the um you know the drafts the draft picks? I mean, Knicks did a lot of trading trading down to you know to get players um you know in the um you know in the draft.
2: Yeah, I, I mean uh, they made a lot of changes uh, for what reason? I don't know because the uh, you know from what I was reading, it looks like they missed out on a couple of players who were you know right in their rearview mirror and they decided to trade instead so I, I don't get what the Knicks were doing, but you know the players they have right now seem like you know they could be good players going forward you know they got um kai Jones mm-hmm. who, who's a well actually they traded Kai Jones to right, the right, right. Hornets but uh, they they drafted uh, Keon Johnson. Uh-huh. Well, was he tra- was he traded also? I'm trying trying to think. He might might be. Tra- here's,
1: here's what happened. They had the, the, they traded a 19 pick for a projected uh for a protected first round pick. Then they traded the um the the 21 pick for the 25th pick and a future future um second. And then they they picked Quentin Grimes.
2: Oh yeah, right. Um, they got that cl- uh, dra- that pick from Clippers. Mhm. Right.
1: Yeah, he's basically like a, a Reggie Bullock, Alec Burke mixed guy. You know, mixed together. He's a, you know a three and D type of guy. You know he you know he could shoot. Um, you know he he plays D. So yeah, that and you know Thibodeau is very high on him. So they got one of their guys in that one. And then another guy they really wanted they they made they traded their the um they traded um their 32 pick to Oklahoma Thunder City Thunder and got the 34th and 36th pick and with those picks they got this um this guy I think he might be from Lithuania uh, a guard Oh yeah I heard, I heard about him you yeah. know. Forgive me, you know, if you have, you guys know how to pronounce his name, you know, forgive me for mis, you know mispronouncing his name. And then they they got Miles McBride, a guy who who um Thibodeau was really 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 high on as well. I mean, this this guy, you know, he's you know he's built for New York. I mean, so that was a that was a um a great move as well.
2: You yeah, know? but the Knicks. Next- Knicks, uh, you know, a lot of people say Nick's missed out on some good prospects, you know. Uh, they they missed out on, um, well, I mean, they, like you said, they ended up with Quentin Grimes, mm-hmm. Miles McBride, and Jericho Sims. Yeah. But so it was with just weird.
1: Pick. Yep.
2: Yeah, but it was just weird to see them, like, trade both of their first-round picks, you know, 19 and 21, and just trade them away. You know, I don't know what what you know what they're trying to do, but they had so they had some uh, chances to get some good players in this draft. You know, there was guys like uh, Isaiah Isaiah Jackson,
0: Jackson.
2: Yep. yeah, Josh Christopher. Um, yeah, there's there's some good players that they could have gotten.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even the the guy before the, the at 18. Uh, well, actually, no, they they didn't have any chance. I was about to say yeah, Trey no, Trey Mann, but back, he went earlier at 18. Mm-hmm. I know they um, won that
1: Durante guy, but he got drafted
2: ahead of them too. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. There's some guys they could have still gotten, and they, I don't know. We'll, we'll, see. we'll, we'll see if these uh, prospects pan out for the Knicks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And even more importantly, what they're going to do um, when uh, the free agency, the free agency should be starting what? Maybe even t- tomorrow. Yeah. Let me let me check, it usually it's usually August first, I think, when the 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 NBA free agency and that's when they really that's when they really gotta make some moves. Let's see if people actually, you know, believe believe in them. Oh yeah, August second is when August second 6 p.m. Monday is when The free agency Will start officially starting the NBA To me the NBA Free agency starts the day After the NBA finals but You know you can't make any moves So the real official date Is August 2nd So we'll see if Knicks are actually going to really make Some moves or is it going to be same Old same old and just keep Trust the process and just keep, keep Doing what we're doing you know. Um, oh yeah, back to the Mets. Uh congratulations to the Mets. Uh you know, they induct three Mets into the Hall of Fame. They um inducted John Matt Matlack, who um, you know, he he got a pennant on the seventy three, you gotta believe Mets team. Uh he won Rookie of the Year in seventy two. Um, you you got Ron Darling, who who's the only Met to win a Gold Glove as a pitcher in '89. He's fourth all time in wins with 99, and of course, most importantly, he's a member of the '86 uh, championship team. And then of course, um, you know he's been on SNY, you know, with uh, his former '86 teammate Keith Hernandez and uh, Gary Cohn.
2: Uh,
1: what since '06 what, or so? Maybe even yeah, he's been he's been he's been there for like forever, uh, uh, you know on S N Y. So congrats, pops to him. Oh yeah, and then another guy, Fonzie, not 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 Arthur Fonzarelli, Eduardo Alfonso. He he finally took his rightful place into the Mets Hall of Fame. A guy who got a pennant with the with the you know the two thousand Mets. Thanks to McCauley's team, it should have been a, a flag, a banner, but you know, he had the heart of a champion, you know. But you know, props to all three men, you know, doing their thing. Props to them. So yeah, with that out of the way, you know, you know, I'm happy that they they finally got their, they just do, and they got their plaque. In City Field. Oh, yes, and another thing, um, the Mets uh, Friday night, they wore black for the first time since what? September, I think they said it was September 21st, I think they said 2012. That was the first time they wore, you know, their famous black uniforms that, you know, Edgar Alfonso, the Mike Piazza, David Wright, Jose Reyes Mets. Um, error from like what ninety what was it from ninety nine to to two thousand and twelve when they when they had the uniform and it's it's back, you know, every Friday until the end of this this year, you know, they're going to um wear the black uniform, you know. So you know, let's go mess. Oh, and another thing, um Al Jackson, an original Met, he, he got a um he got like a, a an achievement award, you know, because he's an original mit I think he's been on the Mets for like the past. The he was on the Mets for the first what four seasons or so, and then they traded. They traded for him in. To, they traded to get him back in '69. So he got the '69 ring. Uh, unfortunately, um, Alan Jackson. Um, you know he's been on the team. He's been with the Mets for 50 years, but uh, unfortunately, he passed away two years ago. So his family um, were there at the ceremonies today to, you know, you know, in you know, um, to represent him. So congratulations to to Al Jackson out as well.
2: Oh, congrats.
1: And. um... Yeah, that's the the, 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 the good part of, of what I have to say. Now, unfortunately, now I got to talk about WWE, man, letting Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt go. Former Universal Champion. Didn't he, I think he even won WWE Championship too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Bray Wyatt?
1: Yeah, didn't he win the WWE Championship too, other than the Universal title? Yeah, yeah, of course. You forgot about that already. I'm, I'm trying cause I'm trying to remember because I know he he won the universal title.
2: Yeah, he I was the, to... Yeah, I believe he did. he won the WWE championship. Let me see. See now you tried that to thing too. Yeah, I think he did. Hmm. Well, let me see. Let, actually, I know. He what? Did- Maybe it might be the Universal I'm thinking
1: of. I know he won the Universal title, but did he win the Universal title twice? That's what I'm wondering. Okay, yeah, no
2: yeah, anymore. yeah. He did win the WWE Championship. He did.
1: Yeah, he won it once, and he won the Universal title three times. Uh, two times. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Is, um, Was the, Universal, the WWE title when he won in the, the, hel- the Elimination Chamber, or was that the Universal title?
2: Elimination Chamber. He beat John Cena, AJ Styles, The Miz. Yeah, was and Baron Corbin.
1: Was that for the universal title? Or was that for the, the, um, that the was
2: WWE championship? That was for the WWE title.
1: And that, yeah, I mean, that was a very memorable event. And then they made Randy Orton take the title off him at WrestleMania after a stupid um, feud. And then they did. And then lightning strike twice again, you know? With him losing losing the title at losing the title at WrestleMania, you know, losing to Orton again. Yep. Like I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous, and it, it, it's just dumb what WWE is doing. Like, I don't I don't know if I don't think they have revealed whether he wanted time off, you know, because he's still dealing with the um, the passing of uh, Brody Lee, uh, you know, formerly known as um, you know Luke Harper. But um, there's no excuse, man, to to get rid of that talent. You know they they let they 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 let Braun Strowman go. Now they're trying to get him back, but it looks like he's going to go to AEW, even though nothing has been announced yet. Daniel Bryan's most likely Daniel. The rumors is Daniel Bryan, and CM Punk are going to to um AEW as well. Rusev is they they released Rusev. He's not a TNT champion. I mean like Rusev like, just
2: won the TNT championship?
1: Yeah, he, he won it like a few few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Oh. Perhaps. But yeah, I mean, he like they let all these talent talented people go away. These and these are not like mid card people. These are people who've actually won the title. John Moxley. John Moxley, you know, he left Obviously, um, they just saying uh, Jericho. I mean, you know things are going bad in WWE if Jericho, Big Show, and Mark Henry are are leave, left WWE. You know what I mean? Like those guys have been were in WWE since the Attitude Era. Like, like these guys have been in WWE forever. I mean, I mean, come on, like. WWE, they need to they need to get their act together. And they're not. this McMahon is not worried. He's not worried about the competition. They're giving away their best players just so they can save money, so they can have pyrotechnic every every single episode, and, and and you know pocket all the money. But, I mean, at this rate, man, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to wait until AEW go into WCW mode and just you know. Put the fear of God into them because they're making a bunch of dumb moves how can you how can you let those guys go how, how could you let Alistair Black go after you were promoting him for seven months seven months that he's coming back with vignettes he comes back he kicks um Biggie in the face you're like okay okay so now they're gonna have a feud the next week no storyline, big no biggie, no no. Aleister Black. Then then you find out the very next week that Aleister Black is released. So the whole pro, pro, the whole promo was for nothing. And then you have the Bray Wyatt thing. Bray Wyatt was gone for for months. He you know he got burnt up. Alexa Bliss was trying to get him back all these months to come back. He finally comes back at WrestleMania, br- burnt up after Randy Orton burnt him up. They show him fully heal up at WrestleMania just so he can lose to Randy Orton again by by Alexa Bliss betraying him. Like, none of these storylines make any sense. I know these stories are fictional, but in, even in the word, world of fiction, there has to be some kernel of truth within the realm of reality so that you can actually believe it as a consumer. And as a fan, so that you could be mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, financially invested in putting your money into a product that's supposed to be satisfactory at best. I mean, come on. This is bad business moves. How do you let these guys go away? And then to the competition like that. Yeah, I don't
2: get it. I don't get it at all. And, you know, Bray Wyatt, he's been dealing with a lot. You know, his friend Brody Lee passed away Mm -hmm. earlier this year. And he's been dealing with a lot. You know, he has a wife and kid that he's taking care of. And right now he's not in a mental state to come to work. And I think that was part of the reason why WWE decided to release him. You know, so we ever see Bray Wyatt in the WWE wwe ring again possibly nope. you never know you know because wwe does have a history of bringing back talent
1: well of course yeah
2: i really know what so you never know. You know we shall see
1: yeah but i think the morale inside that inside that company right now is really bad like you know they're, they're just letting people go away like nothing and this is not even worried you know you You know, he just feels like he could just double up anybody into another, uh, you know, into another championship. You know, into another championship caliber guy. But the problem is, is that they're really, they're really. But the problem is, they don't show that they have a plan because these are people that they're they they've been investing money in for years, even most recently in the up to the point that they got fired. Normally, when WWE released somebody. You know, the person gets hurt or they disappear for six months or so. And then afterwards, um, you know, then you find the person gets released and you're like, oh, you know, I haven't seen that person in a, in a while. Okay, they get released. But now in these recent years, they have people that, who they've been investing time and then they just release them. One week, one week they're there. Like, look at look at even the IIconics. Iconics. Iconic was at WrestleMania and then afterwards what? Maybe a week or two, then they got released after they were just at WrestleMania. Lana was at WrestleMania. Like, there's no, there's no, no rhyme or reason to this company, especially what what happened with Aleister Black. You know, like he they he was gone for months, but they were doing promos of him coming back, coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He finally comes back. They he, he, he kicks Biggie in the face, and then there's no payoff. Two weeks later, he's he's gone. Like there's no there's no order in in what they're doing. It's just that's why the product is so poor. I mean, SmackDown is SmackDown is is, is much better than Raw. NXT is much better than Raw, but they just they just they just mismanaging their money and the talent. And that's why they don't. Want, none of the champions have anybody to go through to to challenge them, really, because they they've went through the whole roster because they keep releasing everybody. Big Big Show, Big show, I mean, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns have already practically gone through the whole the whole roster already. Think about that. We're not even in SummerSlam yet, and Roman Reigns, and, Roman Reigns, and and Bobby Lashley have been have went through the whole roster. Storyline-wise and literally speaking, you have the same people battling each other for months in a row in matches, the same match week after week after week because they don't have nobody else. They're not pr- pushing anybody to be the next stars. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. Don't know what direction WWE wants to go, going right now.
1: The only direction they don't like to go in is nosediving because then they they're letting all these great talents go. They're literally handing them on a silver platter for AEW to to potentially put them out of business eventually down the line, years from now. I'm not, it's not going to happen this year or in recent, but if this thing, if this trend just keeps going. And the 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 advertisers, you know, who they really care about, it's like, man, this is a sinking ship. I'm out of here. Then that's when WWE's gonna care. I'm just speechless. That's all I gotta say with, with this. Who who's next? Are they gonna release Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, who, like seriously, like who's next? Who's next? They're gonna release.
2: Yeah, Goldberg's next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back for every major pay per view event. They're gonna release him, and then they're gonna bring him back at SummerSlam. Then, they, then he's gonna come back for some uh, Royal Rumble. Then, then WrestleMania, SummerSlam. It's like he's always gonna pop up to ch- challenge somebody, challenge the champion. Mhm. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, ever since Goldberg lost to. to Brock Lesnar that that uh, WrestleMania years ago, he should have retired. I mean this his his feud with with Bobby Lashley, I mean it has potential, but I think th- those guys should have fought each other. you back back in the ruthless aggression era, you know. Yeah. Those guys should have should have fought already, but but they do look like they match up. That does seem like a that does that does look like a that is a legit. Um, Dream match of how those guys would face each other if those two would face each other. It's not Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but I think it's an intriguing matchup. You know, it's not like Braun Strowman versus Goldberg or Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Dream match. Those got those matches were never dream matches. Could they be in intriguing matches if you would have had all the other dream matches? done you know and and then you go to and then done well it could have been in, interesting yeah it could have been but there's so many dream matches that were left on the table that we'll never get to see and they're force feeding it the undertaker versus goldberg should have happened a long time ago too and they forced they forced that match to happen too little too late but we still need but we'll never get to see this the sting versus undertaker match but we saw Triple H versus Sting, which is a match no one acts for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Did you see SmackDown? I saw
2: some of it. Yes.
1: So So, so, so the saw, ending. Oh, you saw the ending. Okay. That's the most important thing I wanted you to see. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was watching. Yeah, because um, In the beginning um, What you want to call it I'm trying to remember. Bianca Belair She was challenged by Carmella But she refu- refused To face Carmella again For the title So then Zelina Vega comes And challenges her So she accepts Zelina Vega's challenge So then they both jump her So then out of nowhere Sasha Banks comes To her rescue While Bianca Belair is on the floor and she picks her her up and hugs her, like oh. if she was Bailey or something. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is an interest This a, I'm like, is she gonna attack her? But I'm like, okay, well this is a nice moment, you know, um, you know they do look like a, they would be a natural tag team, but I'm like I can't trust I can't trust Sasha, because she always attacks people, especially Bailey.
2: Yeah.
1: So then they have the match, you know, she's celebrating on her. And I'm wondering if it's gonna happen. And then, sure enough, when my guard is slightly down, she she attacks her. I'm like, oh yep, she did it. She she attacked her. So I'm thinking maybe they might have ran out of time. You know, like the show's about to end. They might not have time for her to attack her. So, uh, but you know, what I mean, in the corner, in the back of my mind, I'm like, is she gonna attack her? And sure enough, they she attacked her. You know, which is kind of reminiscent to. I think it was when Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins. Not Seth, yeah, right, on Seth Rollins. The day, the, 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 the day when uh, Roman Reigns uh, re- briefly retired because he had uh, cancer.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: So, yeah, so, you know, it was the same. It, they did, it was kind of like a similar to that. Like, you know, they tease, you know, a new tag team, you know, on the same day, and then they break up right away. Or I mean, you could even go back to Triple H and Shawn Michaels when when uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels DX reunited for the first time, but it was a rules by Triple H and that started their feud, and then of course maybe like a few years later, then Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels literally did reform DX. You know.
2: Yeah, I I thought uh, Sasha was good, you know. I, Sasha's been MIA for the last several months,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she's back now. But, yeah, I mean, I was expecting her to attack Bianca months ago before mm-hmm. she went, you know, MIA.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, yeah, it's looking like we're going to get the evil Sasha Banks again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, she, she, she's pretty much been a villain for the last yeah. year, really.
1: Yeah, Mhm. Well, I mean when she yeah. When she was feeding with she did have a brief moment when she turned baby face when she was feeding with Bailey. But then that but then she turned heel when she started the feud with um Bianca Belair. So she, there was a brief moment when she was a baby face when she when um when Bailey finally turned on her instead of usually the other way around. So she in that brief moment she was a baby face. But right, then she right. turned heel when she when she had the feud with um with Bailey. So yeah, in this aspect, they're they're going uh, old school WWE tactics. You know, a wrestle a real WrestleMania rematch on SummerSlam,
2: the way it should be,
1: yeah. instead of not the following night on Raw or SmackDown. Like I mean that that was great. I don't know if it was by design, but yeah. That that was that was perfect, and the way how she turned on her was beautiful too. Like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. And, and, and Bianca Belair sold it beautifully. Like the way how she was reacting, like, 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 like was like her, her best friend from from high school or something that, that she turned on her or something. Like she was really selling that bank statement. Um. Okay, what happened on Raw? To, oh yeah, the hurt business. Uh, Bobby Lashley he put a hurt on his former hurt bu- business uh, um, faction members. He he um, he beat he he beat up uh, Shelton Benjamin and um, Cedric Alexander, and beat both of them. Um, what else happened? Oh well, on SmackDown, um, Roman Reigns was supposed to. Um, signed the contract with Finn Balor, um, but instead, you know, Finn Balor got attacked by Bron- um, Baron Corbin, and then John Cena attacked Corbin, and he signed it, so basically, we're having a match we all knew we were going to have,
2: Cena versus Roman um, Reigns. Reigns, SummerSlam,
1: Mm-hmm. I just don't like. I, man, I didn't like the whole bait and switch with, with with Finn Balor. I think they could have had somebody else, maybe even Baron Corbin, like someone that you that you really wouldn't want to. You know what I mean? Like somebody that you wouldn't want to see fight him, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Cause yeah, that that Finn Balor tease was. I, I think that. I think that was a little cruel to the fans, you know.
2: Um, I mean, I knew it was you Cena. Know, I... Of course.
1: Pretty
2: much all
1: the fans knew it was Cena. Yeah, because it was like so Summer of Cena. They've been hyped
2: Summer of Cena. Yeah. So, I mean, we knew it
1: was going to happen, but they're going to have to give us that Balor versus Roman Reigns match, you know, yeah. down the line. Maybe right after this feud. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on Raw and SmackDown. Um, oh, yeah, um... Reginald got turned. He got attacked by uh, Nia Jack, so Nia Jack's their relationship is over. And then he he immediately won the the twenty four seven title from um, I think it was against um, same that guy. Um, he was a he he's a ninja now. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, I forgot, I forgot I, his
2: name. Damn, I can't think of it either. I forgot his name too, but yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so now he's a twenty four seven champion. Oh yeah, right, he was fighting against um what's his name? R truth. And R Truth oh, was was right. commentary. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny that was a funny um match. And then um yeah, and then on SmackDown he he defended the title against Chad Gable. But I didn't like that there was disqualification in the match. You know, a twenty four seven match should have hardcore rules. Like shouldn't get disqualifications. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Slame. Um so yeah, Otis the def- you know, interfered and uh got the disqualification. Um Reggie, you know Reggie retained the title because of that. Um, am trying to think of what else happened on Raw. Yeah, I guess nothing else major happened on Raw. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I guess I'll switch gears to A-W. Um, yeah, that
2: yeah. that uh that. Jericho video Oh man Slice of that pizza
1: cutter. Oh man That was disgusting Man That was really disgusting Um Yeah he um Yeah and the crazy thing is After um Nick Nick Gage Which was um The the labor two of uh, Jericho's five labors That he has to He has to win all five of them In order for him to face um MJF So he could get his revenge on him so, um, basically, yeah, and, and, um, Nick, Nick, um, Nick Gage, he, um, he he's a, um, like a popular hardcore indies wrestler. And, um, yeah, it was just a brutal match. I think they even stabbed each other with a forks or stuff like that. Like, they're Abdul with the butcher or something. It was like a really brutal match. Fighting each other. I mean, it was sadistic. Um, Jericho, you know, he won the match. And then uh MJF, they were saying that MJF was teasing Jerk uh teasing Chris Jer- CM Punk was coming because he quoted the same line that um um CM Punk quoted to to Cena before he dropped a pipe bomb. Like he knows he's he's in pain right now. But he has to listen to this or some something to that effect. I can't remember exactly how how the line went. And then um, Darby Allen, a guy who's rumored to be facing Punk when he makes his debut, Darby Allen said that you know, basically, you know, you have to come here if you want to prove you're the best in the world. He didn't say who he was talking to, but he he kind of he said that line. Um, trying to think what else happened. Um, the, the elite, they lost a five-man elimination tag team match to the Dark Order with, uh, uh, hangman Adam Page officially joining the Dark Order. Um, you know, Brody Lee's former group. Now with Bray Wyatt fired, maybe he might take over his former Wyatt family member's group. Who knows? Um, think what else happened? Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. But um, uh, NXT, um, Dakota Kai, she turned on Raquel Gonzalez. So now she's going to battle against her former best friend for the NXT Women's Championship. And uh, another rumor from WWE is that they're going to have a Queen of the Ring tournament and the match the the tournament um is reportedly going to might even happen in Saudi Arabia so um yeah we'll we'll keep you posted on when we find out more stuff about that um what else uh, I'm trying to think of anything else yeah i'm i'm drawing a blank here um anything else you'd like to talk about next?
2: Uh no nothing else I can think of pretty much it but uh check out my show IMAC uh, check your local listings for that and I uh, come back here check out Sports Urban Legend every Saturdays at eleven only on Box Talk Radio
1: yep you heard the man check out his show IMAC and check out my show uh, Sports Urban Legend uh which you know is every Saturday at eleven. And check out my YouTube channel, SportsRun Legend TV. He's a calling Matthew. I'm William Lemo. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.